Welcome to Coming Clean, the podcast dedicated to common sense environmental dialogue, environmental optimism, and real environmental solutions. This show is proudly powered by Orsted. Welcome to the Coming Clean podcast. My name is Stephen Perkins. I've been your host for a while now, and, uh, and it's been a real pleasure. This week, we just we don't have a guest, but we have a simple message to you uh, at the end of the year now. This is our Christmas episode. I promised people that I would not sing any sort of Christmas songs, and so I'm going to keep that promise. But uh, we wanted to, to come and just give you a recap of everything that has happened this year. And if you're anything like me, it's easy to lose sight of all the different accomplishments or all the different things that happen within a year. It feels like January was forever ago. But it is safe to say that 2023 was a banner year for not just ACC, but the environmental movement as a whole. And I have a lot of great stories and and sort of data to share with you about the year that ACC had. But most importantly, I I just want to say that this show, you know, Benji hosting it up until August and then me taking over has been a real source of inspiration, not just for our team, uh, hopefully for you, but this show is what our movement needs. It, it, is a, uh, it, it is a place where we talk about positive uh, improvements and innovations in the climate space. And more than anything, this year has, showed how, has shown me how important our work is in the grand scheme of things. A couple of weeks ago, I was at COP28, which is the big climate change conference that the United Nations puts on every year. I've been to one of them before, and I'm sure I'll go to more in the future. But I I can tell you from reading coverage from previous ones and and my experience at COP26 in Scotland, um, these are not usually very positive conferences. And and you've probably seen the coverage yourself. Um, Our world is on fire. Everything is terrible, and and we have 12 seconds to fix it, or else we're all going to be gone. I, I think if you're listening to this show, and if you know anything about ACC, you know that, um, that, that we don't quite believe that. We do believe there are issues. We believe that we've got to solve them relatively quickly. But we also believe that this amazing earth that we've been given is quite resilient. We believe that the people uh, that inhabit the earth care about it uh, and that they want to see things improve and that they want to see things, uh, good things happen. But also, we believe that, especially with our generation, millennials, Gen Z, it's just not a very productive way to go about things, to get people to want to take action. And I think, again, this year has shown, and I'll share some of the, some of the stats with you soon, um, but we've had so many young people join our organization and our work this year, and it's because we give them a reason and a motivation um, to, to do the advocacy and do the activism that we talk about. So I, I want to go through a couple of the areas of our organization that has experienced growth, and, and, and a lot of this has involved you as an audience member of this show, as hopefully an ACC member. If not, go to acc.eco, become a member. Um, but it's also included our larger movement. So without further ado, this year, I think probably our most impressive stat is that we've now reached 40,000 members across the U.S. That's 28,000 added this year. And that's spread out uh, amongst 100 branches 
Um, and we've done more than 280 events with our members this year. Um, but it, it, you know, that's a big number. And sometimes that's challenging to know how that breaks down. I want to share with you uh, three special shout outs of our branches and, and how I've seen local leadership and, and how those branches have taken on this idea of local leadership. So the first one's very close to home for me, ACC San Antonio. Our branch in San Antonio has been active for a while now, but every time that I see the content that they put out, they are out at community events. They are, they are helping uh, plant community gardens that feed the city. Uh, they are helping other organizations uh, in, the, in the city um, just to make their community better, but also to bring people into the solution um, rather than just screaming about the problem. And so I want to give a special shout out to ACC San Antonio and what, I, what I've kind of considered the quiet leadership that they've done. But quiet leaders are just as important as the loud ones. Um, our next branch that I want to highlight is our branch at The Ohio State University. Um, this has been one of our, our quickest growing and, and is now one of our largest branches in the country. Uh, they have recruited just a phenomenal number of people on campus. And the things they've been able to do have been quite diverse as well. They effectively took over the Earth Day week uh, at their university. They are now the lead organizers of that, which is phenomenal. They've done a zero-waste cooking competition. They, they teamed up with Goodwill to do, uh, to do a, a thrifting, uh, reuse, you know, reusable clothing sort of thing. Um, they have been very innovative. Uh, and, and also, by the way, if you attended the ACC Summit, you, you couldn't have turned anywhere without seeing a member of, of OSU. And so um, for their growth, their innovation, want to thank them and recognize them. And then finally, I, I want to recognize ACC Atlanta. This has been our fastest growing young professional branch in the country. Um, and it also is a testament to the strength and partnerships, working with the uh, Atlanta and Georgia Young Republicans, the College Republicans, America's Future, and, and many other groups in the Atlanta area. We started this branch because Georgia was a place where we saw some opportunity. And the people of Atlanta, our members in Atlanta, uh, who weren't members at the, at the beginning, they really welcomed us into their community. And so those three branches, there are obviously so many other branches that I could highlight, but those three branches in particular show what we're trying to do. And they also show how our members are not just members of an organization, they're leaders within their communities. I also want to talk a little bit about some of the transition that has happened this year. So uh, as you may know, if you've been listening for the episodes uh, where Benji made the transition, he has been on a sabbatical, getting much needed rest. In fact, we just got uh, a message from him uh, before the holidays here, and, and he's doing well. He sends his regards and, and, and says hello to everybody. Um, but also, um, people who I um, who, who I really care about have transitioned into some uh, some new leadership positions. So. Danielle has become our new CEO and, in my opinion, has done a phenomenal job as that. Chris uh, has become our president. Uh, I've, I've moved into a COO role. And with that, uh, where I previously led our field team and our grassroots side of things, we now have new leaders there. And so I want to recognize Cameron Gambini as our new vice president of grassroots, uh, Lily Mole as our new grassroots programming director. Uh, she was formerly our Southern Region director. 
and then Hannah uh, Van Loon as our new um, grassroots operations director. She was previously our Eastern Region Director. And I paused before I said her last name because she did get married this year, which we're very excited about. Um, and so that's her, her new last name. She has a very, uh, very fun last name. Um, and so that's been the transition. There, there's been some other transitions, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I also want to recognize our communications marketing work this year. Um, it is a tough job, tougher than you would think, to get op-eds placed and media hits done and broadcast interviews scheduled. Our vice president of communications, Carly Matthews, knocked it out of the park this year, more than 880 media hits. And that includes Fox, MSNBC, Beltway publications, outside the Beltway publications, um, especially all of our work around the first GOP debate. There were just so many media hits that, frankly, we probably lost track in some ways. And then our big platform, which you've probably heard us talk about, the Climate Commitment, got more than five and a half million impressions this year. Again, a huge, huge number. Um, and so I, I want to shout out our entire communications team, including Carly and Lucero Cantu, who became our creative director, which if, if you know Lucero, if you follow Lucero, um, one of the most creative minds out there. And so um, definitely a, a big, um, a big get for us there. And then of course, you know, we are an organization that does advocacy and we believe very, very strongly that um, if you're going to change things, you need to, to fight to get in the room. And we have certainly done that from the very beginning, just getting, getting conservatives to the, to the uh, seat at the table and climate discussions to this year, ACC being in the room for a lot of things. That includes, you know, we were, we were uh, included with the first GOP primary debate. Um, the only audience question of that night was from one of our branch leaders, and it happened to be on climate and the environment. So we got some good, um, some good people on the record there, candidates on the record. Uh, we advocated with Miss America, which we talked about in, in a previous episode, on Capitol Hill. Turns out really easy to get meetings with members of Congress when you have Miss America with you. A hundred percent, they wanted to talk to her more than they wanted to talk to us, but that's okay. We'll take it. And then earlier this year, we did have our ACC summit where we brought seven members of Congress, a number of business and cultural leaders together. And it's also the place where we awarded Representative John Curtis with our Equal, Eco Right Hero Award. So of all these things that I've been listening, you could see it, it, it is easy for these things to, to get away uh, from us. It is easy to forget some of these things. For everything that I just listed, there are probably 10 times more accomplishments that I could have gone through. But I also just want to give an update from my perspective on our movement as a whole. So I remain incredibly optimistic about the environmental movement. You know, we talked a little bit about how this can be a negative space. It can be a space where uh, where a lot of doom and gloom is pushed, and 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 unfortunately for um, for very negative reasons that uh, that other people or organizations push um, negativity to sort of build up awareness and and hopefully get people to take action. We stand against that. We instead stand by the belief that the way you're going to get people to take action 
the way you're going to get people to care is by giving them hope. It's by being the light in, in this very dark place that we often find ourselves in. And I know that particularly around the holidays, um, for some people, it, it can be a, a really challenging time. Um, for others, just a very reflective time, and that can include the good and the bad. Um, but I, I want to just give this encouragement to you. If, if you are feeling down this holidays, especially about you know the state of our world and our country, um, I just want to tell you that things are always better than they appear. And having um, us having been in the room this year in a lot of discussions, having gone to COP and speaking to people on a global stage, I, I, I have just come to the conclusion that we're in such a, a good place, regardless of the negativity that may be out there. One of the things that most excited me this year, and, and I, I surely hope that it continues, is this was really the year of nuclear. I mean, I, I can't think of another year where nuclear energy was brought up so much. Uh, it, and it was mostly all sorts of positive stuff. In fact, more than 20 countries came together, the United States included, to sign an agreement at COP that called for the triple expansion of nuclear energy by 2050. Now, look, a lot of debate about what we have to do to get there. There's obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of red tape we got to cut, a lot of investment we've got to do. But that is monumental. It, it, and especially when you consider previous years at that conference where nuclear energy discussions were shunned, right? We're not talking about nuclear. This year, not only did they bring nuclear into the discussion, it dominated the discussion. And so that is just a, a great example of why we should be positive, because things are moving in the right direction. And it's been because of you. It's been because of our members, our branches. Our branches are becoming more active than, than ever. Our communications and our political advocacy uh, have really taken off this year. And in 2024, everyone's asking, what are your plans for 2024? Well, I, I can tell you um, uh, there's a lot. Uh, if, if you want the 20-page the document, I, I can maybe share some of that with you. Uh, but in 2024, we're going to keep fighting for the expansion of nuclear. We're going to keep pushing uh, to support our farmers and ranchers. Uh, we're going to work to cut red tape and build the clean energy projects that we need. Uh, and we're going to keep doing the work needed to, to make the positive change in our space. Which brings me off to, to my final point of this recap uh, of just who we're thankful for. Um, we're obviously thankful for you uh, for listening. Um, we're thankful for our members, for our partners, our supporters, our donors. And uh, as I mentioned with some of those branches, I, I am personally so thankful for the people who work in their local communities. And they do the hard, often unseen work every day to make their world, their immediate community, a better place. But as we know, that has a multiplying effect. If we focus on our local communities, if we try to do the good that we can do in our own home, that is going to have uh, that is going to have a domino effect across our country and across the world. So, if you feel like supporting the work that we've done, if you feel like helping us grow in the new year, my shameless plug to to donate to ACC. You can do that at acc.eco. Um, even a dollar, and and I really do mean that. Even if it is just a dollar. A dollar helps us more than zero dollars helps us. So you can imagine 
maybe, I, I don't know, if you have $5, I mean, maybe we could go crazy with that. Um, but please consider making a donation or send it to someone who you know who could make a donation, maybe a donation on your behalf. Um, I also want to, um, as always, encourage you to follow us on social media at ACC underscore national. Uh, you can also subscribe to this show, leave a review as long as it's positive. Uh, leave a review, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your fine gourmet podcast. And then also, I want to invite you to join the show next year. Next year, which is next month, crazy to think about, we are going to be launching a new segment called Climate Rants. And this is an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I love the positivity on this show. I, I really do. But I want to hear what irks you. Uh, so if you have anything that really just sort of gets under your skin about energy, climate, the conservation movement, any of that, send us a voice memo or a video to comingclean at acc.eco uh, for a chance to be featured. Uh, we're going to kick off that segment. We're going to have Danielle, uh, our CEO, come in and do some climate rants with me. And so maybe that'll give you a good template for what we're looking for. But nonetheless, we'd love to hear from you. Coming clean at acc.eco. Send your, your voice memo or your video with your climate rant. Finally, it's really been an honor to be your host for the remainder of this year. Our next episode will drop in early January, and it will be featuring Will Harris of White Oak Pastures. It is, since I've started hosting this podcast, this is the episode I most look forward to. And I frankly could have talked to Will for hours, days, weeks. I don't know. I want to have him back already. Uh, but look for that episode in early January. Until then, I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Stay safe, stay positive, and we will see you in 2024. And before we jump, the Coming Clean podcast is grateful to be powered by Orsted, a wonderful company strengthening America's energy security with reliable and domestic clean energy. Through its integrated renewable energy solutions, Orsted is creating American jobs, investing in American communities, and driving American innovation, all while preserving our country's natural habitats. A clean energy future truly connects us all, and Orsted is helping lead the charge. To learn more, visit us.orsted.com.